There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. New Toyota showrooms now open in Glasgow and Hamilton. Let's go! Good evening and welcome on Transfer Deadline Day. There's only, what, midnight here in Scotland, 11pm in England and the breaking news just now. Listen, we all knew it was happening, but officially, Rangers have a new number 43. I'm going to speak to a man who was number 28, I think, when he first came and became number three. It's, of course, Nicholas Raskin has joined from Belgium, 21-year-old Craig Moore. That's the first news now at five. Yeah, and look, that's a, that's a positive signing, I, I believe, for Rangers. Nicholas Raskin um, obviously had a, an opportunity, although the club knocked back, Stanley is knocked back a £6 million offer in the summer. So this bit of business, I think, at around about £2 million for Rangers in a, a much-needed position. I think fresh legs and ideas in the mid-third of the park. So, Nicholas Raskin, done big news, uh, a good signing for Rangers, I believe. We've got some more exclusive news in a moment or two of someone who's leaving Glasgow and heading up north from one of our top teams. John Hartson, you were the number 10 for Celtic. You always were during your period. For Celtic, we're waiting to find out today, but it looks as though Gikamakis is leaving and he'll be going to America, the MLS club Atlanta, a deal of around £4.3 million. Still to be confirmed. Yes, it's to be confirmed, Paul, but I think, um, you know, we we knew that one, didn't we? You know, it's been on the cards for the last sort of two or three weeks weeks that he was uh, that Celtic were looking for a club for him uh, he was going to move on I don't think the agents could agree um, a new deal I think that's what he wanted but you know in any way you know um, and just you know he's, he's, he's sold him it looks like it's going to be over, just over £4 million but the good thing is they brought in Hall who looks a decent striker also Maurice Jens left the club last week they, they brought in Kobayashi and and Johnson has come in, you know, you look at Juranovic has gone and Johnson has come in. So Andrew's replaced them three, you know, decent positions in decent in decent players in decent positions. But what he's done is he's gone and replaced them with obviously players that he thinks will, will have a bigger impact in them positions. There's a bus here, isn't there? Transfer deadline day, yeah. special day. I'm going to ask both of you, did you ever move during the January transfer window? Here's some other headlines just now. This is under the category of it looks as though it's happening. Alex Lowry. Now, we heard the manager last night speaking about it and he wants him to get game time. There's a late bid, probably on loan, for St Mirren for Alex Lowry. Could he be on the way there? And Tony Watt is on his way there from Dundee United. What do you think of those two first, Alex Lowry? Well, look, I've always said that um, Alex Lowry has really impressed me in terms of um, the, the times I've seen him. He's um, He can drift off into those wider areas. He can go by people 1v1, but more importantly, he's got a goal in him and a clever pass. Um, but there comes a stage as a young lad where you need the football matches. And, and, and Lowry's at that stage now where he doesn't seem to be getting um, that game time at Rangers. So a move like this to St Mirren, uh, if that was a possibility, I think would be a very good move for, for Lowry. 
In regards to the Tony Watt situation, mm. look, I mean, they've lost Brophy, haven't they, on yeah. loan? Um, so they had to, to fill that position, uh, certainly in terms of Samirin boxing above the, their weight, I think, probably mm. at this time, top six. So he could be important for them for the remainder of the season. For Celtic fans, some of the news coming in just now. Uh, Idaguchi, and we haven't seen much of him at all through injury. There's loan interest from Japan and Germany. Oliver Abelgaard, subject of interest from Alborg in Denmark, so he could be away in the next short period. Stephen Welsh, we haven't seen much at all John this season. Sheffield Wednesday are keen on a loan, but the manager, we're not sure if that's going to happen in the next few hours. Of course, if it's a loan, it could happen at any time. And James McCarthy, unlikely to leave due to a current hamstring injury, but the big news for Celtic fans is that Jacob Marcus looks as though he's crossing the Atlantic. It's a surprise, John. The Celtic fans love him. But I guess in Ange, they trust and all from South Korea, they think we'll do the business. Because well, somebody needs to be up with Kyogo when he's, you know, he can't play every single game. Well, you said it there, Paul. You know, simply, um, he's, been a, he's been a fantastic player. Um, uh, Jack Amakis, he's scored an awful lot of goals. But I think you have to go with what the manager sees. You know, he looks at him every day. Um, as I mentioned, I think the contract was a big issue. Uh, I think, yeah. you know, wanting a, a better contract, I, I don't think they could agree. I think there was an offer on the table for Giacomacchus at one stage. Mm. He could have carried on and stayed, but obviously um, something, the talks have broke down somewhere anyway. Uh, in terms of uh, Idiguchi, just not playing, picked up too many injuries. And I think if you're not going to play, and for, for whatever reason, if you can't get back in the side now because Celtic strength in depth with Moy, doing ever so well now again you know O'Reilly's missing out you know you are, you have the likes of McGregor them, 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 the McGregor and Hitachi will always play so the likes of Iriguchi are asked to leave the club otherwise you, you know he's just going to be a somebody who's going to be in the stands most week and, yeah. and obviously as well you look at Abel Gard again yeah. just mm. just a passenger you can't carry passengers who are not going to play for you so Andrew's looked at it Welsh is another one maybe he needs to play regular for his career um, but you know with Celtic maybe a little bit short centre arse Cameron Vickers Starfelt and they've obviously got now Kobayashi in as well maybe that one will go but again Ange will decide whether or not you know um, if he wants to keep young, young Stephen Welsh yeah and uh, Welsh for me is an interesting one because again he's um, he's come in and done a job hasn't he whenever yeah. he's been asked I think he's come in and he's done quite well uh, I think you know he's not the biggest centre half, but he plays big. If that makes sense, he's mm -hmm. got a, he's got an aggression about him. He's got a style of play. Um, he's he's honest. So look, in terms of long term, then there still may well be that opportunity for for Stephen Welsh in the future. But you're right, John. Um, he needs to be out playing. Yeah, uh, it's the most important thing I think for for and all I think parties Ange to get the benefit. I think he's good at that as well, Craig. I think he's good at that. I think he looks at the players and he thinks well. Is this is this lad gonna play? What's better for his career? You know, is it better for to go on mm -hmm. loan? Is it better for, to sell him? Will he ever will he ever feature in the team? Is he good enough? I'm not too quite sure about Welsh. You know, you know when you've got someone like a Kobayashi come in and he looked outstanding last week. And is he gonna ever break that partnership? You know, in terms of Welsh, is he gonna be in instead of Starfelt and and uh, Carter Vickers? I don't see it. I don't think that in the games that I played. I don't think he's been commanding enough Welsh in that centre-half position. So for me, if he can go on loan, it's not almost like you're you're pushing him away from the club, but you're saying, look, I want you to come back a better player, a more experienced player. If it is Sheffield Wednesday, they're a good side, you know, so um, that, that's how Anne sees okay. it. Yeah. 
You were both on Soccer AM on Saturday. John wanted to be. Craig, you didn't. It was an old goal that was shown on it. It's Craig Moore. <laughs> yeah, and John Hartson who are with us here. So that's what they kicked off with, Craig. They, they, they kicked your own off goals. scored an own goal. Yeah, it wasn't John's choice. No, it wasn't an own goal. Oh, it I was wasn't. Say, no, was not at all. Yeah, yeah, saying saying my own goals are better than John's goals. They actually had more plays, but they didn't really let that one on, actually. So, right, some breaking news. This is confirmed. The captain of Queen's Park and their top scorer, Simon Murray, has gone from the club and he's gone to Ross County. So the team, one of the teams trying to stay in the Premiership, such a fierce battle mm. to stay in the top division and he's just left the club at the top of the Championship. So, what, 15 goals, I think, so yeah. far this season. So you know him, Craig, what do yep. you make of it? 30 years old, but he's gone today. Yep. He's gone to Ross County from Queen's Park. I look at for for Simon. It's a fantastic move and opportunity. Um, you know what uh, I've seen of him at Queens Park. You know in the playoffs last season, he comes on, he makes a difference. He's one of those strikers that he just doesn't give up. He he, he pressures centre halves at every opportunity, and more important, when that ball comes into the box, he just throws his body at it. He throws everything at it. He'll take knocks. He'll he'll, he'll he just wants to get his goals. Fifteen goals. Look, for Queen's Park, I tell you what, uh, I don't know how they kind of replace that. Clubs always do yep. replace that, but it's a big loss. You touch on 15 mm. goals. Um, I think it's a strange move for me. Yeah. You know, Queen's Park, I know it's uh, it's a premiership for Simon. You know, he's looking at the Scottish premiership a step above. <clears throat> but, you know, when, you, when you're there, Queen's Park, you know, they, they are wanting to get up. They are wanting Simon's goals. They've obviously built the team in and around him, dude, and as the season's mm. gone on, they're in a good position. Um, I don't know. Is, is it the player's decision? Is it, you know, was it money? What, what, what was it? I, I don't know. So I think there's I, no I, lack of ambition. I think there's I maybe think another strange club. One. There's a championship club in for him, so he'd be yeah. better now playing in the division above, Craig, rather than playing against Queen's Park between now and May. Yes, yeah. of course, and that, that that always comes into sometimes the the, the deals. You know, yeah. like it's a but from Queen's Park's point of view, how yeah. do you replace his goals? Sure. Okay. Yeah, they will, but they're, they're, they're a progressive football club. Mm. So they've been making good decisions. Their progress over the last two or three seasons has been excellent. Um, so I've no doubt that they've got plans in place. And as you know, they've brought in Connor Shields from Motherwell. So that's a forward joining there. So that could be a good move for them. Yeah. You know, Motherwell are finding it so tough as well down at the bottom. People are beginning to get worried about the well. And, goal uh, scorers, Paul. I know. Yeah, goals yeah. are not easy yeah. to come by. Do you <laughs> Listen, know? The goal scorers, to... they, are worth their, they are worth their salt to football clubs. Absolutely. When he talked about he throws himself at the ball and all that, I thought of John Hartson. But mind you, Simon Murray, no disrespect, he's not a John Hartson. Well, 300 uh, goals behind yeah, him. Exactly. Right. At, the top, yeah. at the top level. Ginger, I know. ginger hair. Yeah. He's got ginger yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, hey, if you, I, I don't see any hair. <laughs> if you want to speak to Craig Moore, John Hartson, me, Paul Cooney, 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Uh, transfer deadline day. We always think of Jim White on this day, don't we, there? But he's long, he's gone from Sky, but in Sky, it's Rangers sending Nicholas Raskin as the headline at the moment. And of course, British transfer records could be broken today with, uh, well, let's wait and see if it happens. Yeah. Do you think it is going to happen, Craig? Are we talking about a particular player potentially going to, to Chelsea? We are. It's 110 million. 10 million. Ab like incredible. It, it really Crazy. is. Crazy. Um, but yeah, time will tell. The clock's still ticking. It sure is. Well, we hear from both managers. Ange Postacoglu was speaking today, well, about transfer deadline day. The business has done so far, certainly in terms of players coming in. This is what he had to say. With uh, today sort of being deadline day for these things, um, there won't be any uh, other incomings. And uh, in terms of outgoings, still some things happening in the background. But... Um, 
again, nothing confirmed yet. Here's what he had to say about Abelgard and Idaguchi, who are probably in the departure lounge. You're not really on mastermind at the moment where you've figured out some trips I've given you. I mean, I've said guys who haven't played regularly and they definitely fit that bill. And, and like I said, for us, that's that's kind of where we're at in terms of the squad right now, that um, you know, anyone who's played football and has been a meaningful contributor won't be leaving in this window. It'll uh, potentially the ones who will leave are the ones who haven't got a lot of regular game time, which there's, you know, there's four or five in the squad. Now, I'm not going to talk about individuals because then if nothing happens, then I don't want to make it seem like, uh, you know, players are staying reluctantly. So, um, but there are four or five in that category, two of which you've mentioned that uh, are exploring opportunities right now. John Harson. Yeah, but yep. it makes sense yep. because as a player as well, well, why would you just want to be sitting around? I didn't want to sit on the bench all the time. If I wasn't able to get into the team and, and join Chris and, and Henrik up top, I would have wanted to have go. I, I don't want to just stay around and pick up medals and things like this if I'm not playing. You, you want to contribute. And I think as a player, you look at the end of your career and you think, well, I played this many games, I won these many trophies, but how much of a role did I play in that? Well, I hardly played in it. I hung around and I got my games. But do you know what? The ones who were just sitting around go and show a little bit of ambition and, and, and go and play. That's if, of course, if you're not in the manager's plans and, and you're not featuring. Exactly what Andy just said there. But if you've got any ambition as a player, you, you shouldn't want to hang around anyway. You should want to, go and, want to go and enhance your career maybe at a different club. Aberdeen have signed the defender Angus MacDonald from Swindon Town on a short-term contract. So, And who's going to be the new manager of Aberdeen, Brian? <sighs> What do you think, Craig? Uh, Who knows? Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know. Obviously, they've um, got the interim uh, thing for Barry Robson, Barry Robson. in yep. there. Uh, Steve Agnew, yep. I think, as the assistant there. But I think Aberdeen will take their time, Paul, with this one. The yep. last couple of uh, managers, uh, for whatever reason, it hasn't worked out for the football club. So they'll take their time because this is this is a decision that they must get right as a football club um, and really decide in terms of what... Um, you know what style of football they want to play yep. what, what personality the manager for me there needs to be a lot more thought than what has previously uh, gone into it Partick Thistle have signed defender Conor McAvoy on loan from Fulham until the end of the season John I know you've been in touch with Jim he's a good man he's only 41 years old did a remarkable job at St Mirren and I think you made a great point about you know how things were going not long ago for him in that game against Celtic yeah I, I just thought I, I, I know Jim's um, um Uncle Jim's married to a, to a yeah. girl that I know his dad, um, and uh, I just I just got his number. I just said to Jim, "Look, Jim, you know the job you did at Saint Mirren, you know was fantastic, and you don't become a bad manager overnight." Remember, he was a couple of minutes away from getting the point against Celtic. Car- Callum McGregor scored that last minute goal, and then he was another two or three minutes away from actually beating Rangers. And Arfield popped up. I know it's ifs and buts, yeah. but I just think you know I said as well, it's a results. It's a results business now and I think the the heavy loss, you know, to, to Hearts and another heavy loss, you know, to Hibs at the weekend when he was told that the team has to improve, you know, the chairman said, if I don't see it, and I don't think there was any yeah. improvement. So Jim probably probably looked at it and thought, you know what, the results haven't quite been there. But, you know, you need that little bit of luck as well, you know, every now and again. You need results to go your way and... You know, clearly, sometimes as well, Paul, it's not all down to the manager. You know, no. the, the players mm-hmm. have to take some responsibility. They need a, look, a good look at themselves, don't they, the Aberdeen players? We might talk about that later in the second hour. It's, what, 18 minutes past five. Transfer deadline day. Were you ever transferred in January? I think you both were. I'm going to ask you about that shortly. 
Nicholas Raskin, he's been transferred. He's come from Belgium to Ibrox and it was announced officially at five o'clock. Last night, the manager spoke about the qualities of the Belgian player. Listen, he's an excellent player. There's loads of interest in him. He's got a lot of options, I believe. He's someone that can connect the midfield and the forwards. I think he's technically a very, very good player. He can play as a six or an eight. He'd be a good signing for someone. And he said why so many players coming in for the midfield position? Competition, I think. Competition. If you think who left that area of the team for Rangers was Joe Rebo. What did Joe bring to the team in terms of legs and energy? It's lazy to say that him and Tillman are similar because they're not. They're completely different. They're at different ages. I think Mallet brings something different to Joe. And I feel that that type of player would help us. I want one more that would, would compete with maybe Jacko, John and uh, Glenn Kamara in their sort of roles. Yeah, that's what we're looking for. Up front, he talked about Cholak and Morellas, but Rangers need more, don't they, Craig, for sure. And he has said he's got a striker in mind, doesn't think he's going to be in for tonight. Yeah, well, he's, he's been a little bit tight-lipped on that, that situation because, um, understandably, you know... Transfer window. People want to want to. The players go quickly. Let's let's be honest. But uh, look, he seems to have someone in mind for next season. Um, knows the, the situation. Look, it's definitely a position that Rangers need to address, though, because Cholak, Morelos, Morelos, I don't think will be there next season. Um, and even now, if there was any issues, Sakala at a push can probably go through the middle. But they they need they need another striker. I think uh, certainly for next season. I think this window it won't happen though. Although, I think that. There's been a lot of reports about the players, obviously, that have come in at Rangers, mm-hmm. and it hasn't been a lot of players. It's been yep. a couple uh, only. I would not be surprised um, if a complete smokey comes out that we've not heard any discussion about and and that something else is announced. I wouldn't be surprised if there's another player. What, coming in or going out? Coming in. Coming in. Yeah. Is that a complete smokey? Is that an Australian thing? Is that like uh, a bushfire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, just a smoky. you know, all of a sudden, just okay. out, out of nowhere, <laughs> there she is. Someone coming in, so Craig Moore. <laughs> Rangers legend. Mm. Here to the ground there, John. Yeah. You never he's, know. He's got one foot in the door there. One yeah. year in the door, oh, shall I say. It's exciting, isn't feel. it? We're going to take a quick break and then we're back with more transfer news. We're just watching it as the clock goes down. And also, there's big games tonight, of course, and we mentioned the Scottish Cup. Queen's Park are uh, up there in the tie with Inverness that was cancelled a couple of weeks ago and Cove Rangers against Air United and in the Cinch Premiership, Ross County against Hibs. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! He's producing and presenting there. Thank you, Chris. 0808 17 17 700. Two giants of the game are with us. John Hartson, Craig Moore, the Go Radio Football Show. And listen, thanks to everyone who's made the switch and joins us from five every single evening. We really, really appreciate every one of you. And John, you're going to be, we're live out on the roads in a few weeks' time in March, a couple of months' time, and we're looking forward to it. So, looks, you'll be there, Mark Weedy and myself in supporting cast. Barry's doing it as well. He's going to be at Orin Moore and... uh, You'll be at St Luke's. Looking no, it's forward good. To it. It's good, and obviously, if the you know the the public want to come and see a live show, mm. um, you know, just see how we do it. Just see how we, you know, we bounce off each other in terms of. It. I, I don't see this as a competition. Yeah. I think if I'm struggling, for, not struggling, yeah. but if I need a little bit, Craig is there. Craig is always there to help. <laughs> good teamwork, isn't yeah, it? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I love bouncing off. I bounced off him enough <laughs> as a as a player, but uh, I try and bounce off him now as well. Craig, you could be there. Maybe you'll come along on the night or yeah. maybe to Barry's night as well. Really looking forward to Oren Moore with Barry and uh, that's on the 9th and then on the 30th that's in Luke's with John Hartson. Go Radio Football Show. We're on the road unfiltered 
and unscripted I laugh at the unscripted there is no script but the script tonight is Nicholas Raskin signed officially at five he's been paraded with number 43 what? are you superstitious about numbers guys did it bother you no not really as long as you were between 1 and 11 in those days wasn't it well, it yeah. was yeah if you could yeah it was some John. of the numbers now are ridiculous, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, some of the numbers on shirts. Yeah, yeah. Sure I, I'm a bit yeah. old school. I prefer to go one to eleven. Yeah. You know, indeed. Nicholas Raskin is in yeah. at Rangers, and Alex Lowry, St. Mirren. It's a good a potential move. They want him on loan till the end of the season. And you heard Michael Beale saying he needs to get game time either at Rangers or somewhere in a top division. Mm-hmm. So could it be then? Of course, he wouldn't be allowed to play against Rangers, would he? No, no, no he wouldn't. No, no, yeah. Normally, he wouldn't. But told to go and play against Celtic, yeah, and but the thing, you know. is, the thing is, with St. Mirren as well, yeah. they 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 don't normally dominate the ball. Yeah, so a lot of the time they're sitting deep and the counter yeah. like Lowry's a type of player that you need to you need to be on the ball. He needs to be in a team that are going to dominate the ball and that sort of stuff. So, look, I'm not saying it's a wrong move. Certainly needs to be out playing men's football because he's he's good enough. Mm. Um, but you know, again, choices whether or not that's the right choice, I don't know. Is Erin on his way? Erin, I think yeah. he's gone to Lincoln, Lincoln, yeah. Lincoln City. Okay. Again, another. He's actually, um, and he's been ever present for Stephen Robinson at Samirin. He's, he's performed well um, and deserved his, his opportunity. And look, Samirin are a club that um, give those younger players, Paul, the, the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, as with Dylan Reed, the opportunity. But at the same time, then uh, they can't really stand in the player's way when that, that right offer or right opportunity comes. John, what are you thinking? A great Celtic striker you were. Another great Celtic striker, Musa Dembele, went to Lyon, multi-million pound deal, but he was offered to Southampton three million and he doesn't want to go. That's the news today. He doesn't want to go to Southampton. Well, he was outstanding at Celtic. I think Brendan Rodgers got him for 500,000. He sold him wow. close close to 20 million yeah. after about 18 months, mm-hmm. that's all, which was remarkable, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now, but Paul, it was interesting for me because th- three years ago, I'm looking at it, and and Chelsea, I think, it was something quoted like they'd bid 40, 50 million pounds for for Moussa Dembele from Lyon. Um, But now, obviously, he's he's let his contract run down. He's he's, he's out the contract in the summer. And, um, you know, you can get him as much as 3 million now, simply because you've let that contract run down. And it's either take 3 million from Lyon's point of view or take nothing. How good was he? Oh, he's fantastic. Wasn't he? Oh, Atletico Madrid wanted he, him for he, a time as well. Just so strong. Mm. He just used to bully centre-halves. His goal record was phenomenal. He was mm. great for Brendan, obviously, at that particular time and the success they had with, with, with Brendan Rodgers, with, with Dembele leading the line. But I think if you ask any Celtic supporter if they want to come on tonight and tell us how good you know, Moussa Dembele was, then then call in and tell us. Cal Lafferty has left Kilmarnock. Yeah. Did you play alongside him? Just looking at you, you no. just missed each other. Yeah. yeah. So he's gone. That was his second spell at the club. And Kilmarnock say, thank you very much. We wish him all the best. He, I mean, a tough time. Okay, self-inflicted, but 10 games to be out. It was such a long period, yeah. especially with the World Cup. I mean, I did think that was a an awful long time to be out. I mean, of course, he shouldn't have done it, but no, no, 10 no. games. So he's gone. And reports in the Sheffield area say that the Stephen Welsh deal is not happening. The loan move to Sheffield Wednesday the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors Paul Cooney Craig Moore and John Hartson in the house did you enjoy it on Saturday morning seemed yeah, to be in good, good form yeah, on Soccer AM yeah yeah it was good fun you know you catch yeah. up with a few old mates that I'd not seen for years I think it was 2015 I last went on there yeah. um, but I, my 
my pellant, these I had these big white trainers on, and I couldn't get Southern. the ball off the floor. Oh, right. <laughs> you know, but I've been I've been renowned yeah. for missing a couple of big penalties, important penalties all the time. But I know you but threw some money much, in for the charity. Yeah, yeah, I think it was for four hundred pound. It was the yeah. um, the guys if I scored, they'd have won that for the charity. So I missed, <laughs> and I actually gave them the money when I left the show. So I thought, there we are, girls. That's good. Take that. Oh, well done, John. It's good to see you on Craig. For you, transfer deadline day. Then, when the last day of January, the window closes tonight. Yeah. When do you remember moving in January? Were you surprised one time? Um, I, I was, yeah. I was yep. I was away down at, I think, Crystal Palace when they financially were in a, a, a little bit of turmoil and, and Rangers come uh, back in looking to, to sign myself. I remember sitting with a few of the other players uh, playing, I don't know, three-car brag or poker uh -huh. or something yep. <laughs> like that, John. And then last, last minute, last minute that, deadline. Was that, was that when you were allowed to play cards? Oh, can, 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 yeah, it was like, can we wait? I've got an unbelievable hand here. <laughs> and then it's called so what what last minute. Is that a phone Sax, call? Yeah, what phone happened? calls, ag agreement of terms, then the next minute contracts, getting faxed oh. through, signing fax what, back. What time of day was this? This was midnight, just before midnight. Just before midnight? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. You didn't know? Somebody had phoned you and said you're coming back to Rangers. No, 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 but, but those negotiations yeah. were like... At that time, right into the, mm. the the deadline. Wow! And how did you feel coming back to Rangers? And it was a a wonderful spell for you. Yeah, and no, I look at yeah, again. It was kind of it was the best wishes of, of all parties. I was getting the opportunity to come back to Rangers, um, which which obviously I I had great knowledge of. Um, it was when Avocat had come in, um, and at the same time, Crystal Palace were hurting. So financially, it it helped their situation as well. Um, so in the end, that was it. It was lastminute.com for sure, mm. but. I'm sure, John, you've been involved in similar situations. Yeah, I have. I, I, I can remember going to West Ham in January. I think West Ham was second from bottom at the time, Harry Redknapp. They paid record money for me then, 1997. Um, mm -hmm. um, 3.2 it was. West Ham had never paid that wow. for a player. Yeah. And I remember... Um, no, West Ham was second bottom. They wanted goals. Mm -hmm. And they signed myself and Paul Kitson. And along with Lampard and, and, and Rio Ferdinand, John Moncur, we had some really good other players. We managed to beat the drop and we managed to score the goals. We, I think me and Paul scored 15 um, goals in the last eight or nine games. We really linked up. It was, it was, it was, it was freakish, really, mm -hmm. how we managed to stay up that year. But, um, you know, as I said earlier on, for, for me, like, it was okay. It was great playing for Arsenal at the time I had there, played in European finals with great players. But if I wasn't playing... Harry Redknapp phoned me up. He said, look, John, you've got Wright, Bergkamp, Merson. You've got all these great players ahead mm -hmm. of you. I'm going to play limited games. Although I could train with them and, and, and become better, this, that. But I wanted to play, yeah, Craig. I wanted yeah. to play every week. Yeah. You train hard through the, through the week to, to peak on a weekend. Mm -hmm. that, was all my, that was always my view. You, you, you love to, to go and play and make an impact on the club and the team and the supporters on a weekend. What was the point of me staying at Arsenal? Maybe picking up medals, but would I have been true to myself? Probably not. So I joined West Ham in the January, and luckily we managed to stay up, you know, and um, of course with Paul Kitchen's goals and, yep. and, and, and some of the great play from the others. So I can remember that was a big January move for me. Surprises in January. They often say it's difficult, it's a tough month, but there are some good deals to be done and you know the headlines so far. We're watching. We'll keep you right up to date here in Glasgow's own Go Radio Football Show. Ange Postacoglu, so he got his uh, business done early. This is his fourth transfer window. It's hard to believe, isn't it? How does he assess the business in the last uh, couple of months? We went into it with the knowledge that 
there were a couple of areas we, we definitely wanted to strengthen and there was also a couple of areas we thought that, you know, there, there more than likely to be some exits. So to get ahead of it, you know, we thought we'd need to, to do some uh, business so that we don't get caught short. You know, one no secret, one area was obviously right back with the OSIP and, you know, we got Alistair in nice and early, which was, which was pleasing. It looks as sort of a penalty taker as well. And Aaron Moy did all right mm. the other night, John. So your old club, Alistair Johnson, in about three million. Uh, oh, I see everyone's calling him Hyun Gui Oh. I saw in the jersey, it was just oh at the weekend, two and a half million. Uh, Alistair Johnson was around three million. Mm. Uh, Kobayashi, undisclosed fee, but we saw him at the weekend. And Iwata from Yokohama on loan with a summer transfer possibility. And yeah. of course, Juranovic going out, uh, Union Berlin, seven and a half million plus add-ons, up to about 10. And Moritz Jens, as you mentioned, Yeah, we, back we thought more for, for Juranovic, particularly after, the, after yeah. the World Cup. But obviously, Selig would have had a look at it. You know, whatever bids come in, they've made big money on him anyway. And if he does go for 10 million, you know, with, with add-ons and everything else. But I said at the top of the programme, Jack and Mac is gone. Yeah. You you need a sort of replacement. You never you never never know. It's always a risk. But Ho has come in. Jens moved. Um, you know he, he moved last week. Kobayashi's in. Who looks a very good, stable centre back. I know I've only seen the once or twice. Um, and obviously Johnson came in fairly early after the World Cup, with a view that Juranovic would move on. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've gone not like for like. Obviously Ange believes in the guys that as he's brought in to go on and, and do as well, if not better, than the three that he's let go for Celtic in, in a Celtic shirt. He's just made sure, John, hasn't he, that mm. he's got those you know, roughly Areas two, two covered, players. Yeah, yeah two yeah. players challenging for every position. It's not rocket science. Mm. Um, he's done his business early doors. You know, Clearly, that's the way that Ange likes to work. He's, he's, he's very strategic and planned. Um, everybody is going to contribute, and, and the ones that obviously don't, then are looking for those opportunities to go and yeah. play elsewhere. It's very, very simple. Yeah. And I think as well, sorry, Paul, I think lots of supporters, every transfer window, you know, they can say, oh, well, he's a good player. I didn't really want to see him leave. But you know what? On the back of how well Ange's done with his recruitment, letting players go, bringing players in, the timing of it. If it's a right back, let's replace him with a right back. If it's a centre forward, let's replace him with a centre forward. You know, there's not a lot that Ange... You know, you can criticise the manager about, you've got to trust the manager because the impact that man has made mm. on the football club has, has been extraordinary. It's phenomenal. We're still talking transfer window. Let's talk Motherwell. Stephen Reside is on the phone now. Stephen, good evening. Hello, how are you doing guys? All right? Hi yeah, Stephen. Stephen. We're good Stephen. We do think about you just now with Motherwell. Worrying times. Uh, what are you feeling tonight with the transfer window? Just what, six, seven hours away? Uh, worried would be would be the the yeah. word uh, that I would use yeah. because we're still not replaced Mark Penny. Mm-hmm. We've just sold Sonja Solholm there. Yep. I still don't think we've ever found a replacement for Alan Campbell, and I would like to see another forward option. So I'm still mm-hmm. sitting here thinking that we're fourth up, and are you really going to get fourth in the space of what six seven hours? I don't think that's going to happen. Did you hope that Tony think- Watt would come back, Stephen, or was that not going to work? I don't. I don't think it. I don't no. think it would have worked. Yeah. To be honest with you, yeah. um, he's not set the world up. I it's under United. Whether whether the club is a good fit for him, that could be argued. But it it was a wee. It seemed a wee bit panicky to me mm-hmm. uh, with the stage of the window that we're at. But I think we need to prioritise um, a left back, centre back, and a holding midfielder. 
they're, they're the most key elements, I think. Guys, I don't think you disagree, do you? We're no. worried the West of Scotland station about Motherwell. Yeah, no, it's it's a grind for Motherwell. There's no doubt about that. Um, they're not on their own down the bottom no. there. You know, it is congested. I think it was four teams on twenty points. But uh, look, Motherwell need to uh, to look to start to to turn the screw and to start getting results and and to be able to build that confidence. Uh, Stephen, you touch on the, the positions because defensively you need to be sound. Uh, there's no doubt about that. So the positions that you touch on, yes. Um, but it's 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 about goals as well. It's it's really it's having somebody I think that can support Van Veen. Mm. Um, because those goals are going to be crucial. Winning, winning games of football between now and the end of the season and getting three points instead of a draw is going to be the difference of staying up and potentially being in a, a relegation dogfight. Stephen? Yeah, yeah no, I take that point. Uh, I just don't know. What are your chances of getting a proven goal scorer at this point in the window? Do you know what I mean? Mm. So, <laughs> I, we've been no effort coming back in the next five weeks. I think he, he was massive for us at the start of the season. So, we still got him, and I think Crankshaw and McKinstry. And what Crankshaw's looked good since he's come in, and McKinstry's been arguably our best player apart from Van Veen this season. So I'm pretty satisfied with the, uh, with the forward line. Ste- it's just, again, Stephen, I'm, I'm going gonna... to. Midfield, the midfield's too toothless for me. And if we can get a holding midfielder that can get on the ball and get the forwards on the ball more, then maybe more goals will come. I just think with a bit too toothless in midfield. Yeah, I've seen a player, a Japanese player also, Riku Danzaki, come into Motherwell. Um, yeah. Do you want the good or bad news? <laughs> go on. I mean, uh, yeah, go on. Mate, what's, what's, what's the good news? Nah, he's good look, news look he's, a, he's a player that I know quite well. He was um, he had a loan spell at Brisbane Roar in Australia. Um, he, he, he done quite well in a team that, that, that performed okay. Okay, so look, quite light on his feet. Technically, as you'd expect with the Japanese, quite good and um, quite sharp. My concern would be the physicality of the of, of the game here for him uh, in a team that maybe um, are having a battle a lot at this moment in time because of your position. I think as well, um, Stephen, that um, Hamill, your manager, Stephen Hamill, you know, I, I think maybe because he's it's his first year in the job, I, I think he needed a bit more help. Um, you know, because he's not he's not somebody that's come in from another club with a lot of experience and then go and demand that the club give him money and naturally to buy more players. Um, you know, so I think I think the club, if you needed a, a, a player in a certain area, then obviously I think as a young manager you need as much help as you can. You know, you can't just you can't just throw him under the bus and say like work with what you've got. Um, I know you've got some good you know some good players, Kevin Van Veen. I really really like. Uh, and the boy Slattery in midfield. You got some really good players, but it's going to be tight. It's you know it's a dogfight down the bottom, and I think whoever can, like Saint Mirren, you know they they've gone and they're busy in the market. Yeah, you, so you, are Ross you, County. Yeah, so, you, as we uh, mentioned, absolutely. Simon Murray. Yeah. Stephen, what do you think of that? Simon Murray's just gone this afternoon from Queens Park. Top scorer, fifteen goals. He's off to Ross County. Yeah, it's not it's not good when you see teams around about you standing and. Um, obviously you worry I just want to touch on the point of Hamill and his inexperience there. we've got Stuart Kettlewell and I know Stuart Kettlewell's not got a wealthy experience but he has managed mm-hmm. in the division before mm. and I just wonder whether having the Hamill Brian Kerr none of them have ever really managed at a high level whether bringing maybe Stuart Kettlewell up would be an option to, to be alongside you'd like him with Stevie Hamill mm. 
Just because he's got a wee bit more experience than maybe Brian Kerr doesn't make him move Brian Kerr back down yep. to the academy. Well, it all depends if Stephen uh, Hamill wants Stuart Kett. Uh, what was Kettlewell, it? yeah. Kettlewell, yeah. I, I, Stuart did actually did a, quite a good job at Ross County, mm. I thought. But he's got he, that experience, John. It could and, maybe an idea. Yeah. yeah, it could be. Yeah, it all depends, though, because for that to happen, Stephen Hamill's got almost got to go and target him. You know, sometimes. No, he's already there, John. Sorry. He's already there. He's already at the club. No, he's with, he works with the 18s. Yeah. He, he works yeah. with, he works yeah, with the 18s. Again, I'm saying for him to, to, to step up, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's got to be a decision to come from the manager. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Craig, yeah. what do you think? Final word on Mother. Tomorrow night, they've got uh, St. Johnson. This is massive. Yeah, look, every game now is, is massive. Um, there are still some challenges, clearly, uh, at, at Motherwell in terms of... Um, you know, I think there's a CEO uh, situation that's still still there. I don't think any fresh decisions have been made there in terms of the future. Uh, I agree in terms of there there is some experience in the building in regards to Kettlewell if there was that support that was needed. Uh, but I tell you right now, the most important thing that's needed in there is that everybody digs deep uh, and, and works together so they can move forward in the right direction. And if they can, if they do that, they're able to get out of the mess they're in. Stephen, what's your scoreline tomorrow night? We need a win, and every time I come on, you need to predict a result, and it never happens. Okay. Um, but I'm, I'm going, to, I'm going to stick to that. I'm going to try and keep positive. Let's go for it. We're going to win two one tomorrow. Thanks, Stephen. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Book your service, MOT, or repair online today at MacklinMotors.co.uk. Let's go. Transfer deadline date is the thirty first of January. 2023. We're just checking the news as it comes in. So the headline at five was Nicholas Raskin. And we're going to hear from the manager and the player himself very shortly. Michael Beale has been speaking about his new player. And I think we're also hearing from the player, Chris. Yep, very shortly. And Craig, that was some breaking news for Motherwell as well. You gave us a new signing a few moments ago. Yeah, yeah no, no, Dan Zaki, just a yeah. player that I knew, obviously, uh, Brisbane being my yeah. hometown. Uh, seen, seen him, yeah, yeah, seen him play a, a few times. Um, so, yeah, no, look, it'd be an interesting one, but again, if it's a if it's a physical battle week in, week out for Motherwell, then it may, it may be tough. Um, he certainly likes to play and is able to, uh, but needs to be with a team that can dominate the ball. And for Celtic fans, Gikamaka is still to be confirmed, but it looks as though he's heading for the MLS. It'll be fondly remembered by the Celtic fans. It'll be about 4.3 million. Looks as though he's going to Atlanta. We know the Japanese club we're in with an offer of around similar value, John. But uh, yeah, you'll remember him fondly. What, 26 goals in his time here? Yeah, and and, and, and a bit different to uh, Keogo. He was, um, you know, more physical and... But I quite liked him. I wasn't sure when he first came in. I know he had this brilliant record in the Eredivisie, but his club went down um, before he came. He came in for 2.5 million, and I was just a little bit undecided. Mm-hmm. And then when Kyogo went out of the team, he stepped up. And that's what Andrew would tell you himself. He needed to do that because Celtic needed to keep winning games, keep scoring goals. He did that, didn't leave anybody down. And I think at the start of this season, I think Kyogo's been given a run and he's scored. I think he's the... Is it Shankland or is it Kyogo now? Is it, they're, they're up there, the yep. two yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. They're, 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 they're very yeah. close in terms of the leading goal scorers. I'm not quite sure of the numbers. But um, he hasn't really been able to start games, yep. you know, and, 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 and show again and go again. He's, he's not really had the chance to really get going this season. And hence, his contract, I think, as well, doesn't help getting in the way uh, with his advisors. 
and he's away and um, that's, that's just football but I, I was a fan yeah. and um, I think he gives Celtic a, a big option but you know a different option but at the end of the day he's gone you've got to trust the manager manager sees him and deals with him every single day and I wish him well um, he had lots of different options he's gone to go and play in the in the MLS with yep. with, with Atlanta, um, not the Atlanta in Italy. No, but the Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta, yeah, Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, he's he's yep. almost you know a couple of more million pounds to what what they paid for him. So yeah, you know, I think he goes also though with the the best wishes of the the Celtic support. Yes, um, because you're right, John. He's come in. Um, look, it was a bit of a slow start for him because yeah. I, I think he came in when he was injured. Mm. Then he come come in and uh, to the side and made a huge impact. Showed that he was a goal scorer. Mm. Backed up what he'd already previously done at Venlo in Holland. Um, and and now Celtic, uh, you know, have, have had the opportunity to 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 make some some money on the player. So, and just kind of wish both players, you know, in terms of Jakimakis and Juranovic, mm-hmm. all the very best for the future. And I think Celtic supporters have just got behind that. And some of the Rangers fans as well. Happy to see Jakimakis going because <laughs> Barry always said, you know, they, you didn't want him in the lineup against you. Final word on Jakimakis. You'd he, rather he was away. He's a goal scorer. He's a goal scorer. So as a as a, 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 a only time, only time, you know the, the the games that we have coming up, the final, mm. you know the running to the end of the league to the you know the finalising this uh, league campaign, only time will tell whether we miss Jack and Marcus's goals. But that is when you have to trust the manager. The manager feels he's made the correct decision. He's obviously thought about it. He's out of the club now. He's not been going on about it all and all the mm. time, you know. Um, but. He's no longer a Celtic player. Well, we don't. It's not quite no. been confirmed yet. But, but if he goes, uh, Craig is right. I think he goes with everybody's blessing because he's not letting anybody down. Back to Rangers then, Craig. Um, we're waiting to hear about Alex Lowry. Could well be on the way on loan till the end of the season to St. Mirren. Yeah. Um, and what about the goalkeeping position? It's not going to change during the transfer window. We know no. it. This is what Michael Beale said last night about that. Well, John and, and uh, Robbie are under studies to Alan at the moment, and at certain times, John. Or Robbie would play. Robbie, unfortunately, is injured and he's still two or three weeks away minimum, unfortunately. So he's not been in the loop in terms of being able to compete with the other two. So they've not really had a fair fight out, if you like. And I wanted to stabilise the team in terms of the back four and and take a little bit of doubts away. I think we've done that and that's why our form's been uh, good in terms of the results. What's the director of football and the manager doing? What, What do you think is going to be the business this summer? I think it will be the summer for a new number one. Is I would think so. I would think that Rangers next season would be looking for a new number one. I mean, the only other potential uh, curveball is if Robbie McCrory gets himself fit. Um, Michael Beale seems keen to give him an opportunity to to see what he's actually got to offer. Um, now he's come in. He's he's played in a an old firm match and and actually showed up very well in that particular match. So it, it would be interesting to see if he was given that game time and how. He could fit into that. If he wasn't to, to go in and do well, Paul, they need a number one goalkeeper. John McLaughlin, obviously, is is a, is a very good goalkeeper. By all accounts, a very good professional. I just don't see him being uh, Rangers' number one goalkeeper. Here's Michael Beale speaking about his transfer policy. Whenever I meet with players, they're super keen. It's just whether the right deals can be made. Um, we obviously talk to more players than one. So we don't have like, that's our target and we just go for him. There's always two or three players for each position that we're looking at. I'm really pleased with the level of players that are put in front of me from the recruitment department, but also I've got my own ideas or three or four. We're very fortunate here that we're aligned and 
probably uh, that's something that we knew from my previous time here when I was heavily involved then with recruitment also. So two players in, one of them has just spoken in the last few minutes, Nicholas Raskin. I feel very exciting about being here to join this big club. and I'm looking forward to play into Ibrox. When my lawyer told me this, I was very, very excited because I was watching the game in uh, Europe when you get to the final. So I knew this, this was a very big club. And also in Belgium, we are looking uh, a lot to your, your big derby. So for sure, uh, I was very, very excited. Greg, you joined them twice. I wonder how he's feeling. What do you think? He's made a good point there. The, the journey all the way to Seville was seen yeah. all over Europe. Yeah, no, it was. There's, there was no doubt about that. Uh, obviously, um, you know, the, the what followed, unfortunately, yeah. uh, wasn't so fantastic. Sure. But, you know, it's a player that seems to be genuinely excited about the, the opportunity. Um, you know, like any new player coming in, they'll be desperate to, or he'll, Nicholas will be desperate to hit the ground running. Um, because that's important, you know. Like as a, as a, you know, any player, goal scorer needs to come in and score that first goal because yep. what a weight that gives uh, relief. Um, mm. But again, uh, you know, any play, go in, perform well that first game, get the supporters behind you, and go and enjoy the journey because it's a, <laughs> it is a journey and an adventure. Yeah. I think as well. I, I think he might get a little bit of time because you know he's played Belgium under twenty ones. He's only 21. He would have signed, I would imagine, a three and a half for you. I don't At know. Least. Yeah. don't know the numbers. Long term, they're saying. So, yep. you know, they don't have to particularly rush him. You know, you look at yep. the players they've got now, they'll have to sort out the Tillman situation, whether he goes back to Bayern Munich. I think he's been five million, I think. And I know, I know that Michael B likes Tillman. There's other players there. There's Jack. Who, is he out of contract? Ryan yep, Jack? I believe so. In the summer. You yep. know, you've got Arfield. Will he move on? Kamara, Lundstrom, Cantwell. Where does Cantwell fit in? Another new signing. So I just think Raskin, of all the players that maybe comes in, he might just get that little bit of time mm. because he's he's young. And he, and being at, being at Rangers, you know, he, he will... Yeah, you're right, Craig. He'll want to hit the ground running. Yeah. But with that contract and with his age... I don't think there'll be an awful lot expected of him straight away. Mm. Well, I don't know about that. Okay. I don't know about that because you know what the supporters well, are like. 1.75 million, uh, not paid 6 million yeah, pounds for this player. Yeah, but the supporters, once you cross that white line, they don't, they don't care about the value. But will he play? Of, of, yeah, well, I would think when you're spending that type of money, then he has to come in to improve your starting eleven. I think mm. one of the, the huge question marks over Rangers um, this season in particular is the, the lack of energy and legs in the middle of the park. So... Yeah, he's a young player, um, but I think that this is an, a, a, an investment by Rangers in terms of Michael Beale looking to try and improve his starting eleven. Mm. We all need time. Uh, that's yeah. you're, you're spot yeah. on with that. Um, but like I said, I don't think this is a player that all of a sudden is is going to be. Yeah, now we're going to drip you into the team and and and, and do it slowly. Yeah. I think they want to get him get him in as quickly as possible. Yeah. And Johnny mentioned the game, what, 27 days to go? That'll be the countdown. As soon as the window shuts at midnight, we start counting down to the League Cup final, the Viaplay Cup final. It's going to be amazing. We can't talk about it now because the news is coming up next. We're just looking to see of any changes um, as we go until seven tonight on the Go Radio Football Show. But Raskin is in at Rangers. You heard him a few moments ago. And it looks as though Gikamakis is on his way out um, at Celtic. Um, Stephen Welsh, well, was he on the way to Sheffield Wednesday on loan? It looks as though locally they're saying that doesn't seem to be happening at the moment. But Abel Gard could be on his way to Denmark. Idiguchi back to Japan. Just quite, hasn't quite worked out for him. And Simon Murray, Queen's Park's top scorer. 15 goals this season. Their captain, he's left the club. But he's not going to another championship club. 
He's off to Ross County. And we're going to talk about the Ross County in action tonight against Hibs. Six o'clock news is next, and then we're back with John Hartson and Craig Moore. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom now open on Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. Let's go! So we're going through what's been happening in the transfer window the last day of January in 2023 and who else would you want to spend it with but John Hartson and Craig Moore. Guys, we're just thinking some of the headlines are Ryan Porteous. In fact, we got it right 10 days ago when we said Ryan Porteous he's not going to Blackburn Rovers he was going to Watford and that's what happened Craig Moore good move for him yeah I think so look Watford uh, um, you know okay there's been at the top in terms of managerial changes yeah. a, a bit of a conveyor belt uh, but in terms of Porteous going down there um, experiencing English football at that level he's, he's certainly good enough and a great opportunity for him and mm. him's were awarded I'm sure with the, the right amount of money and John for Kevin Nisbet yeah, well, Could Craig, Craig's just oh, come out with something. Just keep no, going, Craig, Craig. come out with something outrageous <laughs> there. Well, I can't say it, but um, but you know, listen, he could go, but maybe um, maybe Hibs have uh, desperate to keep him. You know, Kevin is, but but he had the opportunity to go, didn't he? I think it was just, it yeah, was his was. decision that he didn't he want to go and play back. Yeah. play in South yeah. London. But going back to Port, yes, he'll work now with Slavin Bilic, a player that I played with that. Yeah. Uh, at West Ham, Julian Dix as his assistant, yes. and uh, he's a great centre half, Slavin, and I'm sure um, Porteous will will be able to get better. He's still young. He's still still got years ahead in the game, and working with Slavin and Watford in a highly competitive Championship League yeah. um, down there in England, um, I'm sure he'll improve. He'll improve as a player as he goes along. And to be fair, John, sorry, Julian Dix, he wasn't very hard as a player, was he? <laughs> Terminator. You don't get oh called God. a Terminator oh. if you... Uh... <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it kind of tells you on the, on the tin, doesn't it? Uh, tomorrow night, we've got Aberdeen against St Mirren. Aberdeen without a full-time manager, of course. Celtic against Livingston. Is the gap going to stay at nine at the top of the table? Rangers playing at Hearts, match of the night at Tynecastle. It's uh, third against second. Kilmarnock against Dundee United. Kelly have uh, parted company with Kyle Lafferty this afternoon. That's a massive game there. And Motherwell against St Johnson. A bit of activity at Motherwell this afternoon. And we mentioned Connor Shields has gone to Queen's Park. Uh, and also Simon Murray going up to Ross County. The headline at five this evening was Nicholas Raskin is in the building. He is now a Rangers player. And, yep, Craig Moore reckons he'll be in quite soon. They've spent, what, nearly £2 million on him? Yeah. Four-year deal or thereabouts. He's in the house. So, the two signings so far, I'm yep. going to summarise. Is yep. it enough, Craig? Plus, I know they'll say, Yanis Hadji's coming back, Suter back soon yeah, or whatever. Look, there's what a lot of think? players. There's a lot of players, yeah. obviously, still to come back from injury. Um, you know, personally, I would have loved to have seen another striker. 
uh, come into the building. Um, but I might see one. Might still see one. Uh, I think that potentially that that might be in the summer. But you're right, John. Anything can happen in the transfer window. I think I think Rangers needed fresh legs in the middle of the park. Yeah. And with Todd Cantwell and Raskin, that's exactly what they've gone and and got in. And I think that the the caliber of these players. Michael spoke about it's not about now it's about the future and people that can contribute moving forward so two very good players this is what he said yesterday about yesterday about players coming in and going out of the club maybe one or two of the young ones there's a possibility obviously we've got a couple of lone players in and we've got to make a decision whether we want to retain them longer term and if we didn't then maybe there'll be an opportunity for them to go to go back as well so uh, I want players that are going to be here for the long term that I think can can compete right now to make us stronger but also stronger in the long run as well and Alex Lowry maybe one of them we're still waiting to see a loan move to St Mirren it could happen what do you think 0808 17 17 700 give us your views on how the window is going for you and Celtic as well there's a kind of quiet confidence at your old club there John they did the business early four players in and the big ones being Juranovic is away and it looks as though Gikamakis is going over to the MLS Josh Millen has left Livingston by mutual consent he's joined Air United until the end of the season could be a good move for Air United trying to get promotion yeah, Josh, he's uh, he's moved around a lot, hasn't he? He went up to uh, went up to Ross County, didn't he? From Livingston, came back to Livingston, um, and now obviously down at Air. So again, he needs to uh, get game, get going, and play games. Does Josh? He certainly does. Back on Rangers, uh, Craig, looking to you. The cholak Morelos partnership, they haven't played together very often, but they're the two main strikers just now. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cholak's been speaking about the the man that the Rangers fans have loved, of course, Alfredo Morelos. Yeah, I always mentioned it, that um, it can be a positive thing for, for the team and um, we both have different qualities where we can help the team. And if the manager decides to play us like that, we know what we have to do. And um, yeah, we're training sometimes like that as well. We're training in different com- um, formations and combinations. So um, yeah, we always try to be prepared on every situation we have on the pitch. What about Cholak? What do you feel on him? He's, he's been a good signing for yeah. Rangers? Yeah. yeah, no, I think he has been. I think he, he's, he's come in. Um, he scored goals, which is expected of any striker that comes into the football club. Um, you know, he's done it when uh, Morelos was not at his best. Mm. Um, so that was really important for the football club. He's very honest, uh, is what I see. A player that gives his all, uh, a player that seems to be popular in the, the, the dressing room and one that can be trusted, Paul. So I think he's been a very good signing for Rangers. John? I think Rangers need a, a striker. I think Craig Craig alluded to, to it there five minutes ago that believes that Morelos might, may well leave the football club. Um and I think Rangers need somebody to replace his goals. And, and right now, you've got, you've got Scott Wright that can play through there. I know he plays on the right mainly. Kamar Roof, you know, he gets far too many injuries. But you know what? He gets a chance. He's a very, very good player, very good striker when he's in. And, and that, that would be the worry for me. If you're going to let Morelos go because he's out of contract, or can they, can they agree if they want him, if he whatever, I don't know. But... You know, with all his goals, he's got over 100 goals for the football club and you've got a couple of decent midfield players, you know, that can go and feed him and, and Kent wide or Kent has contracts up. We don't know what's going to happen to him either. Mm-hmm. But that would be my concern. But going back to Cholak, I'd, again, Cholak, when he came in, um, didn't let anybody down again, no, scored no, no. goals. Yeah. He he was keeping Morales out, the t- out of the team because of, he, because of his goals. Yeah. yeah. 
No, no, for sure. Like I said, that's all you can ask for uh, in terms of when 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 the, a new player comes into the building. Like I says, that he works hard, mm. um, and and as a striker, as you say, you know, Morelos wasn't uh, at the level uh, that was required, but at the same time. Uh, Cholak was was playing and scoring goals and scoring important goals I might add uh, and and that was um, you know that was Keith Morelos at that time on the bench so he seems like a really good professional and a reliable player and yeah. that's what you need. Here's Cholak speaking about the effect of the new manager Michael Beal. From the first day he already knew my person and my quality from before it was not from my previous game for example with Malmö it was already before when I played in Croatia and he followed me and uh, yeah and then we spoke of course about my my games here at Rangers what I can improve on what uh, how I can uh, find myself now in his formation and um, I think it was uh, a lot of positive communications and uh, I'm really full of energy and yeah full of fire uh, to to be uh, the guy, you know, and to score in his formation, in his games and to bring in my quality. But the definite feeling is Rangers will have a new striker within the next few months. Will it be in time for this? Is that alone maybe before the no, start? Again, no. I can only go off the commentary that I've yeah. heard from, from Michael in terms of the improvements that he would like to make. He doesn't want short-term fixes. He wants people that are going to be able to build with, with him and the team and the club. So loans, short-term deals are, are not going to happen by the sounds of it. On Chorlak, the only thing I would love to see him do more of, uh, John, and you'll appreciate this because you, you've done exactly that, is is stay between the, the, the goal sticks. You know, like stay stay in those cent- central areas. I think now with Cantwell and these kind of players that can can make those advanced runs, yeah. you don't need to work those kind of channels. Stay in those central areas because that's where you're going to get your ch- opportunities to score your goals. Yeah, absolutely right. Chris Sutton did it, did it brilliant with, with him and Henrik the year before I went there. He was a foil great foil where you could you had the likes of Petrov and Lambert you know breaking from midfield and you know you've always got a striker there that you can pop the ball off and be reliable in terms of either hold it up or give it back to him you know you, you, you create opportunities and as Craig was saying there maybe Cholak sometimes I did it brilliantly I stood still <laughs> you know. but sometimes standing still is okay yes because if you're on the move all the time mm-hmm. you're hard to hit mm-hmm. if you're moving behind the defender Get in front of the defender, pin the defender so you're available for a midfield player to roll the ball into you and get you 20 yards up the pitch. And then you've got runners off the front man who are running around the front man. And if you're a decent centre forward with decent vision and a good touch, you can play these people in, you know? Does that take you back, Craig? Yeah, no, no, but yeah. he's, he's spot on in terms yeah. of the way he explains it. And I think it's the, exactly the same situation. Uh, John's done it thousands of times. The second goal for Rangers, uh, Kamada gets it. It goes into from Cantwell into Morelos, who plays it around the corner. Kamara in on goal, scores. Mm-hmm. How many times have you done that as a as a as a centre forward? Yeah, well, you need runners as well. You, of course, you, yeah. You know, so you're not isolated. If the ball's going to come into you, then you know you need runners off you. And, and Rangers have got plenty of their midfield players that that will. Like Sir Kamara, Kent, to these guys, so they will run and look to play off you, and but so you can bounce the ball off that focal point they call it as a centre forward. John, do you want to hear from Jota? Love to. He's been speaking today. First of all, here's his manager speaking about the squad update for the game tomorrow: Celtic against Livy. Yeah, nothing really changed. Um, Tony Ralston still out, but um, back with the group, which is good. So <clears throat> he's been out for a little while, so we'll probably give him an extra week this week to get right. Right. Um, Benji Segrist had a little bit of a setback with a, with a calf complaint, um, so he won't be available again tomorrow, but again, only short term, and um, 
everyone else got through the game uh, all well. So nothing much to report there, John. Let's hear from Jota. What about Celtic's uh, long unbeaten run? To be honest, that's something we really don't think on. Like We just go to every game trying to do the same stuff that we have been learning throughout the last uh, 18 months under the, um, the orders of Ainge and we are just going to keep on doing it like uh, every day is a different day and as long as we enjoy we will be happy and what about his form? I'm someone who looks every day to, to be better and uh, to develop my skills my fitness levels my tactical aspects and um, that's what I try to do every day I wake up with the same mentality so that's that's what I'm going to try to do Every day, learning from everyone and just be better. John, what do you make of his well, comments? He's, he's yeah. been terrific, yeah. you know, and um, it, it's positive there. To, he's a young player, came over from, from Benfica last year, Selic of secured his signing. But what I like about Jota, he never does the easy thing, you know, he's always side on when he receives the ball. He's either looking to take the full back on and put a cross in uh, and assist. Or he's looking to cut inside on his right foot and get a shot away. He's very clever. He's just an all-round fantastic. He's got wonderful feet. Um, he can pick out people and crosses. He can score goals. And listen, he's been a brilliant signing. That's why Celtic played close to £8 million for him. This is what you get when you buy quality. Um, but the way that he's settled in as well, a young kid coming over from, from Benfica, um, it can go two ways, really, but he's embraced it. He's embraced playing for a huge club, uh, which is not easy, you know, when you play in front of that pressure. Selig have to win, so the Rangers. It's a crisis if you draw a game at times when you're at these big clubs. So for me, uh, Jota has been remarkable. He's, he's been a brilliant find and the way that he's kicked on. Mm. But when he plays, Selig is stronger. You know, when you, when you look at players, you talk about players, you think to yourself, right, is he playing today? It's a big game. You need your best players, your best 11. You're thinking, if Jota plays... The fans are going to the ground thinking, "I hope Jota plays." Yeah, yeah. Because he's going to give us something. He's going to, you know, he's going to, he's going to get bums off seats. He's going to entertain. So he's an entertainer. And listen, I'm extremely impressed with him. He sounds very, very humble, mm. um, which is a great quality. Um, very likable. Um, and and again, when you listen to a player speak and you, you 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 listen and you hear him say that he wants to learn off everybody. Um, you know, within the football club, and he looks to improve every single day, and that's a quality that you've got. And yeah. and we kind of have seen it with Jota when he's out there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he he is a real talent, and he does offer a lot for for Celtic. But I think that's the thing that comes through for me. He just seems very humble and grounded. Do you know who he's talking about as well? Somebody that you first spotted, the Australian star Aaron Moy. We didn't know that much about him. Aaron is definitely a, a very good player. Uh, with a lot of experience and um, he, he adds a lot of things just like the other teammates. Everyone is special in its own way. So in the end, it's all about bringing the best of each other and to, to create a very strong group that can achieve very important things. Aaron Moy. Yeah. Yeah, look, look, the great thing about Aaron is um, for, for attacking players, you make the right movement, you get yourself in the space, he'll find you. He's got a fantastic range of passing, left foot, right foot, and as I've said, he kind of he runs all day. Mm. Um, it it just seems effortless for him. Um, he Look loved, at that he, cross at the weekend. Sorry yeah, for the goal. Back post, yep. and you can see the appreciation that Jota obviously showed, and they mm. uh, they enjoyed that moment. But that's what Aaron Moy has. Well, to think that Celtic's middle three was McGregor, Hitati, and Matt O'Reilly, you think who who's who can really break that up? 
You know, that, that, that's very difficult. You, you had four, sub, yep. four subs coming on after 50, 55, 60 minutes. But Aaron Moy has got his opportunity and he's grabbed his opportunity with, with two hands. Listen, I've been watching Aaron Moy for years. I watched him in the Championship. He's Huddersfield's best player. Yeah. He, was, he was the top, top player at Brighton. A seasoned international playing for his country, Australia. So for me, it was a case of when he came to Celtic, how fit is he? How hungry is he? And Andrew would have known all these things because he would have obviously spoke to him and he obviously knows the player. But he's come in and on that side of it now, the more games he's playing, the more accustomed he, the more accustomed he's coming to the level and, and getting used to playing with the players around him. And... Uh, He's an outstanding midfield player. Great signing for Celtic. He was also asked today about the new signings who have just arrived at Celtic. Here is Jota. I think we are definitely a, a group that um, wants to put everyone comfortable and uh, just welcomes everyone the same way because we know that uh, whenever everyone is fit and uh, comfortable uh, here in, in the team, they will just perform and be be better teammates. So... When we can all develop, it will be better for, for everyone and for the club. So, yeah, everyone is happy with the new signings, with the new teammates, and uh, we can't wait for uh, to achieve things together. Sounds like a real unity there, John. Yeah, yeah. there is, there is yeah. unity there, and that, that comes down to the manager. And, listen, the manager just, just doesn't throw these 11 players out on the pitch yeah. on a Saturday afternoon. This is, this is constant work, a style, a system... A high press and energy levels. When we lose the ball, we win it back so quickly. When we attack, we throw two full backs forward. We create a spare man. We look for the spare man in space. When we wide, we run and we take players on. Is is front foot football? Is entertaining football? And um, a lot of it has, has obviously come from the manager's philosophy, the way that he wants to play. He likes to play. He's been questioned a few times, Ange. When we when we um, conceded lots of goals, in particular in Europe, are you going to change? Will you put a player in front of the back four, give us that little bit more of a defensive shape uh, to protect the back? No, 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 I will never change 4-3-3. That is him. Mm -hmm. That's what he believes in. He's been stubborn in terms of how he wants to play. And it's, it's brilliant because what he's doing is he's bringing in players that are accustomed to the, to the system and it's just been outstanding. It really, really has. So much on the go. We've got a wee bit more from Jota about how is he enjoying life? I'm always happy as long as I'm fit and playing football. So sometimes things might not go well, but um, I've had a lot of tough periods on my life that I was not playing because I was injured or something else was just happening. And I always think like there are worse things. Um, so I just keep being happy with playing football because this is like a blessing. So then moments will be better sometimes. Other times it will be not so good, but as long as we learn from the mistakes and we keep on being the best version of ourselves, I think everything will be fine. Good stuff there from Jota. Breaking news from Celtic, Oliver Abelgard has left the club and he signed for Serra A club, Hellas Verona, until the end of this season. So, top of the programme, we thought he might be leaving. Abelgard over to Italy, not a bad place to go, isn't it, at this time wow. of the year? We'll yeah. be warming up soon, but he goes over there until the end of the season. He's off to Hellas Verona. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors.
Book your service, MOT or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! Transfer deadline day here on the Go Radio Football Show and everywhere else as well. It's midnight here in Scotland, 11 in England. We always seem to have to be a little bit different. It's an hour later up here. Craig, what's the latest on the Chelsea? The biggest transfer, over £100 million from Benfica. Is it happening, Enzo Fernandes? What's the latest? Oh, it looks as if it's it's all moving in the right direction. This is an incredible amount of money, Paul, to be spent at this time mm. of year. Uh, the January window is not normally the mm. biggest window. Um, there's been negotiations going back and forward on this one. I, originally, I think some players were offered up as part of the, the package. Mm-hmm. Chelsea eventually go, no, 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 I don't think we're happy with that. We will pay the actual release clause um, of the player, which is, as we touch on, could be up to $110 million. Well, he is a World Cup winner, though, Paul. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> well, they also ben, Benfica bought him for ten million. Wow. That's what he cost them, and now they're gonna. Well. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they put yeah. hundred. He will go yeah. because I think Chelsea have, have, have triggered the release course. Yes, I think it's um, medical time, isn't it? At the yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's just yeah. how Chelsea, I think, for financial fair play, how they structure the deal, how the payments are, are made. Over the over his contract, maybe it'd be a seven-year contract, and it's how how they pay that. That's how wow. teams get away with mm-hmm. them. But have Chelsea thing. gone a little bit? I thought with Potter, oh. you know, quite yeah. calm, yeah. quite strategic. Crazy. All of a sudden, it just seems like there's maybe been a little bit of pressure in terms of the results not going the way that, that they would have wanted as a football club. And, and now they're going and, and spending an absolute fortune again. But whether or not they can all gel together, Paul, that's yeah. always a test. Yeah, I, I don't even know whether Potter's signing the players. He probably isn't. Probably Todd Bowley himself yeah, is, 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 is top he's of probably everything. probably one of these yeah. players that, you know. Yeah, yeah okay. of course. And then, and then obviously Potter's got the, the privilege of working with great players. But you've still got to put them into a system, a style, where you're going to win games. It's not it's just a case of throwing yeah. everybody together and saying, go on out and play. You've got, you've got to work with what you've got. But... They have got. They will have some tremendous players, won't they? After this window, hopefully. let's go back on the lines. Paul's on a Rangers fan. Good evening, Paul. Evening, Paul. Um, evening, uh, panel. Hope he's all doing well. Yeah, Craig Hi, and John are well. Uh, what's in your mind? Is it Hearts Rangers tomorrow night? I so uh, a wee bit off um, off the track here because I know you'll be inundated with transfer yep. window closing and whatnot and. I'm excited as a Rangers fan, you know, to see we've got a couple of new signings in. That that's great. I would like to maybe a striker and mm-hmm. maybe another defender in there, but um, no, who you can never say never. Maybe something will happen at the, the end of the window. But my main point, um, I phoned in your show before me about a wee while ago, and I raised this with Barry Ferguson and someone else in there. Um, I, I'm a wee bit disappointed with the game tomorrow. I don't know what your thoughts are. Um, surprised and a wee bit shocked that um, the game isn't live in Sky. Um, yeah. No, we're talking about here with you know, two top teams well in form Rangers winning 9 out of 10 games and Hearts on a, a terrific running form this is all set up to be a cracker of a game now it could be a high scoring game we've got new signings in the door and whatnot and yeah Sky haven't shown that game now my gripe is not necessarily with Sky um, they didn't fulfil their quarter of games last year and I don't think they'll fulfil them again this year my gripe is with a certain Mr. Doncaster, right? Now, I'll be very careful what I say in national radio, but I suppose I'm allowed to share my own opinion on it. Um, I, I honestly don't think, and I'm not saying this as a Rangers fan, the Rangers have highlighted this before, I'm saying this as a general Scottish football fan. We are supposed to be selling a product, right? Now, the Hearts and Livingston game, and I'm not being disrespectful to either of those teams, um, 
that game was shown um, and Sunday there along with the Rangers game okay, I can jump in at this point for you Paul that game was at Livy but yeah I take your point so Livy each club gets a number of games so I would imagine I agree with you so I'm going to ask John and Craig first of all we agree Paul I would imagine Hearts Rangers should be live on but, television but, tomorrow night somewhere when, when do they decide do they yeah. decide week by week because no, I think that no, they schedule no. they schedule the games yeah. um, I think every so six start eight season, will want right? to start the season but I, yeah. I think that they, they have got that option of throwing the odd one or two great game in, mm. in when it when it comes up. Yeah. Especially yeah. like tomorrow night, that Tyne Castle yeah. hostile, really, you know, ha- atmosphere. It's a great game. It's a great yeah. game. Yeah, tough place to go. Um, and there's only what twenty thousand there. So you know it's thousands, hundreds of thousands of people want to watch that mm. game. Paul, I agree with you, Craig. What do you feel? I agree with Paul also. I, I understand and can appreciate that schedules are put in place at the start of the season. Um we we, we all understand that. But there, there must be, I guess, a potential for a little bit of wiggle room Absolutely. throughout the season. I agree, to, to Craig, yeah. These these kind of blockbuster matches, and look, you know, Hearts are a third bottom, clear, th- sorry, third top, sorry, mm. clear third third best team at this moment in time in Scotland, playing against Rangers on the back of the run, Paul, that you've suggested. These are the games yeah. that um, you need to be getting out there and getting many eyes on because that could hopefully then drive the the next deal of broadcast because you've got to try and bring more money into the game. Of course, get more eyes on it, Paul. We agree. We need more money in the game in Scotland. Well, that I well, listen to me. I, I mean, I, I, I read a lot of business and things like that. And I read a lot of you know the, the commercial side of things. Yeah. But no, you're talking about the Premier League, for instance. Sky Sports are under huge pressure. If Apple TV say what they're planning to do, what they've done with the NFL and whatnot, the streaming services can could possibly for Sky took the Premier League in 1994. Mm. I think the executives in Sky have got a massive job in their hands because. The streaming services are now kind of being your future. But as well right. as that, as I said, with my, my point with Doncaster, right? Now the guy earns probably... Well, I don't want to get into the guy's salary and make it personal about him. We, we, we you know, he is one individual that is employed by the clubs. So, right. I agree with you. The clubs need to be more ambitious for Scotland, for Scottish football. Yeah? They, they, they employ him to work for the clubs it's, it's easy to go for one person and you're right about Apple TV and all the rest coming streaming in. is yeah, the future of course yeah, it, it is the future huge. it's above our pay grades Paul but look I think we're all agreeing with you I just don't want to personalise that but one guy no no uh, no, yeah. no mm. I'll take that back I won't get yeah. into that depth but I just, I just so you're like hard <laughs> no <it's, laughs> I, I wish I was on that money that's all I would say but look Paul I'm I think not, Paul I think yeah. Craig and I both, yeah. both agree it's it's um, it's a really showcase game for yeah. for the Scottish Premiership you know two good sides um, Rangers in great form you know hearts I've, I've picked up of late um, and, and for me you know it's a great game but the only reason I can think why it's not is, as we said, the games maybe might have been scheduled. Um, but as Craig said, you know, there's got to be a little bit of scope to, to throw in one or two cracking games that, that actually come up, especially midweek, because, mm. you, know, um, you know, that's what that's what Sky have got the contract. They've got it for the next four years. Craig, in the last hour, here is, uh, in fact, Paul, sorry, here is your man Raskin speaking about joining Rangers. I feel very exciting about being here. To join this big club, and I'm looking forward to play uh, into Ibrox. When my lawyer told me this, I was very, very excited because I was watching the game in uh, Europe when you get to the final. So I knew this, this was a very big club, and I also 
in Belgium we are looking uh, a lot to your, your big derby. So for sure, uh, I was very, very excited. What did you think of Todd Cantwell at the weekend, Paul? Oh, I thought, I, um, definitely the type of player we're looking to kind of you know, find gaps. You know, we're playing in Scottish League, so teams are, are closing, you know, closed down against Rangers. So we need a bit of creativity. I think we've got too many defensive type midfielders mm-hmm. and like Lundstrom and um, Kamara and, and Jack. Gap, but, and Jack. So I think definitely that. But as I said, you know, going back to my other point there was yeah. I would have liked maybe another type of striker. I know he came out and said that he's looking at maybe that in the summer. Mm-hmm. He kind of said that he hinted that he's got a guy in mind but he wouldn't name names. Um, and I think we definitely need some, something at the back as well. That's, that's what I'm kind of looking at. But mm-hmm. I think uh, we definitely need freshness. I mean, our rivals, as I hate to say it, though they've they've got a strong bench and they can treat games. And you only look at likes, you know, they had Matt O'Reilly who was doing really well for them, then he's disappeared a bit, but they brought in Aaron Moy. So I think we kind of need that bit of more depth to our team, um, and that's what I'm hoping that Michael Bell will bring. But he seems to be able to have a an eye for talent. So hopefully, you know, this guy will bring because I think, if memory serves me right, I think Napoli tried to put a bid in for him and Napoli aren't a too bad team now, are they? So maybe you know, if he's well rated with him as well that's maybe good good signs as well. Yeah, I think you're right, Paul. Uh, I just think that Cantwell might just, you know, that freshness of, I know he wasn't, um, you know, um, I know he wasn't playing magnificently well at Norwich but he's come to Rangers, uh, a huge club for him, a huge opportunity and you know, he gets the best out of him. He wants to make an impression. He wants to show the people at Norwich they were wrong to let him go. And also as well, he wants to impress. He wants to impress Michael Beale. And I just think it's that freshness. You know, you've looked over the last few seasons and you won the league the year before last, but Jack, Arfield, Kamara, Lundstrom, you, you, you just need that little bit of a spark, something like more of a Ryan Kent from the middle of the park because Kent is wide. So I make him, I think you make a really good point, but Raskin will bring you that as well. Uh, yeah. Craig, Craig said he's going to he's going to start in the well, team, I think, and, I think but I think so. that's where Rangers probably need to uh, improve more than anywhere else is in yeah. the middle of the park, so they can get up and support the strikers, Craig. Yeah, and and like I says, the modern day game you need legs, uh, mm-hmm. and that freshness, John, that you touch on in terms mm-hmm. of you know the the squad, I, I think new challenges, new challenges for players, yeah. new competition, <laughs> being competitive, all those kind of things are very very important in in a dressing room that that is striving to be su- successful. Um, and there, there is some work to be done and it certainly doesn't look as if it's going to be all done in this particular window but Michael Beale's been very very clear about you know the players that he wants to bring in they need to be part of the next few years it's not short term Craig's been on the socials at Go Football Show Paul thanks for that call and I think thanks, this is Paul. something cheers that you were also asking uh, Craig and John do you think Rangers have done enough in the transfer window it's not yet closed a few hours to go but what do you think Craig? Look, Rangers have done what they feel that they've needed to, to get done uh, and, and and that for me like I said the, the biggest thing I think over the, the last three to six months has been about the, the energy and the legs in, in around about that engine room um, they've looked at that and they've identified players that they believe can play a big part moving forward players of a, of, of a decent quality that are of a good age um, that they think are a big part of their future plans striker next summer, maybe goalkeeper situations, one for, for the summer, um, and a defender due to their injuries, but they have players coming back. Yeah. So I think yeah. I think that there, you'd be making a signing, but it would be short term. 
Yeah, I think Michael Beale has looked at it and, and uh, Paul made the point and I answered him in terms of he needs freshness, he needs a bit of sharpness, a bit of difference <coughs> type of player in the middle of the park and bringing in Raskin, a Belgium under-21 international. Cantwell, vast experience in the championship down in England, another quality player, if you like. Um that's where he's identified and he's gone and got those two players. He obviously feels with Roof and Wright yeah. and Cholak and Morelos, he obviously feels, unless he can't go and, you know, I've got the finances maybe to go big on a centre forward. I think Michael Beale, unless he brings one in this evening, but I feel as if he might just think he's got enough in terms of, yeah. you know, through the middle and he might have his eye on one that might come in in the summer, centre-forward. The thing is now, like I says, you're right, you have to go big because you can't mm. miss sure. uh, in terms of the striker that you want to bring in. Mm. And at this time of year, I mean, the reality is what what are you actually getting? You're normally getting a player potentially out of favour. Yeah. It's not someone that's, that's banging in goals left, right and centre because, let's be honest, Rangers wouldn't be able to afford that. Sure. No, but also market. as well, they played four and a half million pounds for Cholak. They've got Barrelos yeah. there mm. who's, who's proven in terms of his goals. They've got Roof, who I don't know how far he is away from being fed. Well, he's but he's, not fed. But he's reliable. Sure. When he plays, he, he don't let you down. Enough, he generally scores. Yeah. Okay. But Paul, what's your scoreline tomorrow night? Hearts against Rangers. Match of the night. Sadly, not live on the telly unless you subscribe to Hearts TV. Paul, what's your scoreline? Oh, I'm going to go for... Put me in the spot here. I'm going to go for... Do I, I'm going to go for a crack. I'm going to go for 3-2 Rangers. Oh, 3-2 Rangers. Uh, let's hope we're not talking about VAR. Don't get John Harrison started on VAR. Paul, thanks so much for calling. Everyone agrees with you. We wish the game was on tomorrow night. So, transfer deadline date continues. Some more news coming after this. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Choose and reserve your next used car online today for a fully refundable £99. Let's go! And don't forget, if you want to be with John Hartson along with Mark Guidi and myself, Paul Cooney, on the 30th of March at St Luke's here in the great city of Glasgow, just go to This Is Go .co.uk Limited number of tickets Unscripted Big Bad John Hartson Can we say that John? It's a, it's a term of endearment yeah, sell out Paul So bad. just hurry up and get your tickets oh. it's good. It's just de- Definitely sell out That's me told and they, can't, can't, they, can't listen, they can't wait to listen to Mark Weedy So they're yeah. definitely going to sell out Okay right You're top of the bill John And uh, no, we're really looking forward to it It'll be great And then with Barry On the 9th of March Both of them are Thursday nights We'll be at Oran Moore On that one It's absolutely terrific Looking forward to both of these in uh, the coming months it's going to be brilliant isn't it yeah. Craig Moore's with us tonight the final section along with John Hartson we're bringing you what's well, non-stop almost with the transfer deadline in the window and looking forward to the games tomorrow night as well here's Ange Postacoglu he's been speaking about Livingston tough game tough challenge when you play Livingston it's always um, a good challenge and um, you know, they're, in, they're in good form they're having an outstanding season David's um, you know, got them up and about in terms of really competing in every game they're in great position um, on the table and sure their goal this year is to stay in there and potentially get European football so they'll be highly motivated so great challenge for us but at the same time we're we've been in good form for a long time now and very consistent in performance and results and at home you know we just got to make sure that again we we play our football and and uh yeah, dominate the areas we want to and the result will take care of itself we'll go back to tomorrow night's games guys do you want the team news tonight for Ross County and yes. their game yep for sure yep. stand by here's the team news up against Hibs of course right the lineup 
Uh, Ross Laidlaw and goals. Watson, Baldwin, Yakaviti, Randall, Tilson, Callaghan, Harmon, Danza, White and Brophy. And on the bench, Monroe, Canchola, Sims, Latoury, Simon Murray. We gave you that news at the top of the programme. He has signed and he's straight in on the bench. Simon Murray up from Queen's Park. Hewola, Samuel, Smith and uh, Stones. And for Hibs, I can tell you Kevin Nisbet is in the starting lineup. Marshall, of course, in goals, the captain. Hanlon, Newell, Cadden, Jekyll. Nisbet, we mentioned. Stevenson, Johan, Fish, Campbell, and McGeady. So, two mm. strong lineups. Simon Murray straight in and on the bench, John. So, he's in there. Nisbet, yeah, well, he'd be involved, I would yeah. imagine. He, you know, I'll see how the game uh, is going. And then. Um, He'll be fit enough anyway. He will indeed. Too. <laughs> yeah, he will be. Yeah. But two, you know, two sides got a great result at the weekend. You know, Aberdeen uh, got beat six at Hibs, and Ross County beat Kilmarnock. So yeah. they'll both be buoyed, you know, by the weekend. And, and I think both managers won't, will want them to see them continue. Can they go and get a run of, of wins together? Because certainly, um, I, I would think Ross County, you know, more so than Hibs, um, will will want the three points. Of course, of course. You know, the um, <clears throat> Hibs will want the three points as well. But in terms of where they are sitting in the league, you know, it's a huge game for Ross County and they're at home as well. What's your prediction, John? Um, I think Hibs will beat them. I think Hibs are going to simply win. because they yeah. were they were so good at the. I know yeah. Aberdeen were poor. Yeah. Um, ultimately, Jim Goodwin's lost his job because of that mm-hmm. and a couple of other results before that. But um, I think when you score six and you concede none. Yeah. You know, you go into the next game, you're absolutely flying, your strikers are flying. You know, Nisbet stayed at the football club. I'd fancy him for a goal Mm -hmm. tonight. Um, So I I think Hibs will win. I love going on the radio with Big John because I love to disagree with him. Not not, not disagree, not disagree. No, not at all. You're right, Hibs are absolutely flying, obviously, after that that previous um, heavy defeat over Aberdeen. But Ross County, I think, can double down here. I know they got a great result against uh, Kilmarnock, 3-0. You know, for a team that supposedly... Um, we're struggling mm-hmm. to score goals to to get three. It was a huge result for Malky McKay, and I think being at home um, with a little bit of confidence, I think it's a tough match for Hibs. Hibs. I'm going to go for Ross County to come out on top of that. Ross they County, need to, they win. need to yeah. win. They're, they're, oh, they they're, do, joined, they they're joined bottom. There's four yeah, teams sitting at the bottom of the league. Unheard of, John. Isn't when it? you're at home yeah. against Hibs, oh yes, in good form after the weekend, but they've had some indifferent results before they played Aberdeen. So it's a huge game for, for Ross. They, they'd want to win that being at home, but I just think Hibs might do it. So someone who managed at the World Cup wants the Aberdeen job as manager, and I'll tell you who it is. Oof. It's the Poland manager, the former manager, Michnovic. He reportedly is interested in coming to Pitodri. So yeah. yeah. You never know. There'll be a lot of people they, they, they got yeah. through their group stage, yeah. I believe, didn't they? Chris Welder was also, sorry, mentioned yesterday, just... Um, Time running out as the transfer window is four hours away for England and uh, five hours away here in Scotland. Did I say to you, was that in the break about Jao Cancelo? Him, you know, going on loan to Bayern to Munich? Bayern, yeah. I mean, what's happened? He's been one of the most consistent players at Man City. Is there a fallout with Pep? Again, I, don't, I mean, assuming something has happened um, for a player that... What, what did they, they spent a lot of money anyway bringing him into yeah. to, mm. to City and was meant to be a, a really influential player in terms of driving the team forward. Um, that's not happened. Um, he's, he's not been playing. He's now been loaned to, to Bayern Munich, so mm. by, by no means a, a small club, so he'll go and perform there. But being very tight-lipped, Paul, about the situation because loan case scenario could end up back at your, your parent club at Man City, so... Um, not a lot being said, but 
a lot, I think, has potentially happened behind doors. Craig, have you got a few deals on the go? I know you I'd can't love, say I'd, on I'd love yeah. to be kept up right until 12 o'clock okay. uh, tonight and, and wheeling and dealing and trying to get things done. But listen, Paul, I'll be totally honest with you. I don't have a massive stable. Okay. Uh, we're mm-hmm. growing, we're getting there. But I did get a, an, an Aussie lad from Melbourne victory to, to Viking Stavanger last week. Uh, he yeah. scored on his debut in a friendly match and they've got a, a pre-season tournament in February sorry yeah, no, next week yeah. in, in Portugal so I might go out and have a look at that Fantastic John should we look at the games tomorrow night yeah, Craig yeah. as well let's stand by in the last uh, number of minutes we're still watching to see if the Gikamakis deal is confirmed but it looks as though he's on his way to Atlanta in the MLS Right Aberdeen against St Mirren John, I mean, I've got to go away win. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think yeah. with the signing St. Mirren, St. Uh, yeah. St. Stevie Robinson, um, I think they, they'll have some sort of uh, good feel, good mm-hmm. of, about themselves. Uh, Aberdeen are, are in dire, absolute dire. Um, I wonder if manager less, yeah. you know. Uh, 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 for me, uh, I'm just going to go. I think St. Mirren might go then, just nick it. Okay. Only on the back of how bad Aberdeen have yeah, been. Sure. I know, I know um, they'll want a reaction and things of like that, but. I just, I just think St Mirren might just go nick it tomorrow. And will Tony Watt be in on loan from Dundee United? Could be. Could be, could be. St Mirren's away form has been not the best this season. Um, Aberdeen, to be fair, I don't think you can get him any lower uh, in terms of their morale. Uh, I'm going to go for a draw, Paul. Going for a draw. Uh, down south, we hear that Harry Suter undergoing the medical yeah. at uh, the King Power. So quite a move for him from Stoke City. He did so well, didn't he, for you at the World Cup? He had a great World Cup. Um, I've not spoken to Harry, but I'm sure he would um, have a lot to thank Graham Arnold, the national team coach, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. kind of brought him out of nowhere a little bit. Yeah. All of a sudden, he's in the national team, plays in a World Cup, um, and now he gets this opportunity for a £15 million move to, to Leicester. Incredible. How, how quickly football can change. Exactly, like some of his tackles. Oh, what about the size Colossus, of his legs as well? He? Colossus. <laughs> yeah. And he can motor. He's, he's, he's not slow. No. He's quick as well. Mm, indeed. John Sutter hopefully back his brother for uh, Rangers in the not too distant future. Kilmarnock, Dundee United will kick off with you. This is, uh, well, as John said, there's so many of them at the bottom of the table. What are you thinking? I'm going to go, look, Killy was, uh, you know, a disappointing result. I wouldn't mm. say performance, but a disappointing result against Ross County. Um but they're normally pretty good at home. Um, so I'm going to give Kilmarnock benefit of the doubt. It's tough down there, but at the same time, Dundee United are also one of those ones uh, scrapping for their lives. It'll be a really tough match, but I can see Kilmarnock coming out on top. So Kilmarnock win for me, 2-1. John? Um, Kilmarnock won win in six um, in all competitions. Dundee United are down there as well, scrapping for their lives. Um Oh, tough one. I'll just have to, I'll have to sit on the fence and go for a draw. I hate going for mm-hmm. draws, but I'm going to say um, a 1-1 one, one, one draw. Got one 1-1 one draw, you reckon, tomorrow. Let's hope the crowd come out, because it's a great game, actually, potentially, isn't it? Yeah. No? No, 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 yeah, of yeah. course. And look, at this, at this stage of the season, yeah. Paul, there's, there's so much at stake in every single game. Uh, mm. And, you know, you were talking about, two, you know, four teams down on the bottom there with 20 points, and, and, and you know, that's one of those matchups between Kilmarnock and Dundee United, so it should be a decent game. What about Motherwell against St. Johnson? We had Stephen Reside on earlier, praying for a Motherwell win. John, what do you think? Um, I'm going to actually go with um, with Stephen. I, I think um, Motherwell, they need the points. They really need to win. Um, tough game, a really tough game, but I think I'm going to go with Motherwell. I, I think they might just nick it. I'm going to go Motherwell 1-0. Going for the well, what do you reckon? Um, uh, I'm like John on this one, I think, and it will be nicking it. I don't think there's going to be too much in this match. 
Um, you know, Motherwell have probably they've had opportunities in match matches or they've they've defended or you know there's always been something that just hasn't fallen right. St. Johnson, I think they're going to get Paul it. Craig. What, what have they yep. got? Lost their last six yes. games, mm -hmm. so they need to go to Motherwell and get something. But I don't think they will. You reckon not? Well, I wonder what we will preview it tomorrow night with Barry on the programme and also Stephen McGinn who had a great win at the weekend John you mentioned that to me in the office yeah they yep. did yeah it's been yeah, good luck with you yeah, yeah. doing well um, we're going to try and get us a couple of tickets isn't he for the game down at um, excellent yep. when they play in the Scottish Coast Cup yep indeed against uh, the mighty Darville Darville God, we've not mentioned Darville all night this is the first oh. uh, in about a week I or think so James our producer wants to go yep. yeah okay so, well yeah, we'll I, take that off I don't like uh, asking for tickets <laughs> but I, I, I always <laughs> used to give plenty of people tickets I know I, you I did hate, John I hate asking oh, I hated the ticket run. I don't want to put too much pressure on young McGinn you've got to think of the game right back to That's the transfer it. deadline which is just about to shut <laughs> and also tomorrow night then Celtic against Livingston Craig what do you expect to happen I expect Celtic to win I expect Livingston to be a hard nut to crack but Celtic will have too much I'm going to go for 2-1 your scorers and the crowd oh. <laughs> I'm joking about the crowd scorers look I'm going to go Aaron Moy to, to get another I know it was from the penalty yeah. spot um, mm. but and, uh, Aaron, uh, Aaron Moy and Kyogo there you another go another pen what do you think tomorrow night your old club Celtic yeah, up against I think Craig Livy? spot on you know David Martindale will go there he'll know that Celtic have better players he'll know that Celtic are massive favourites but he'll come up with a plan you know they'll, they'll be difficult to beat they'll sit in and um, they look to play on the counter but I think Celtic will have too much uh, as normal I do when Celtic are at home so I think Celtic will win Do you want another quick word final word from Jota? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's some speaking about the new striker Oh, He's definitely someone who is going to, to add to the team he's just been here for a short period of time but um, we are going to give our best so he can feel at home and just perform the way he can do better Okay, that's him speaking. He speaks well, doesn't he? Yeah. And what about Hearts Rangers going to be some game, John? What do you think? I know you feel it's going to be goals. Well, I think Rangers have, have uh, they've gone a goal down in a lot of the games, and they found the spirit, they found the character to come back on several of occasions, which tells you that they're doing good. You know, when the team is not quite at their best, and they can they can come back and they can win. I think tomorrow night, I think with the feel-good factor that's currently at Hearts, um, Robbie Nielsen, I, I think Rangers might drop points. And I always think Rangers win home or away, and I always think Celtic win home or away. But I just think tomorrow, um, I think Hearts might get something. There'll be electric atmosphere tomorrow night at Tynecastle. So I'm going to go draw. I'll say 2-2. Two -two. Craig Moore, what do you think, your old team? I think, I think that... Um, I'm actually pretty confident that Rangers are going to win comfortably uh, in this match. I think that under Michael Beale, they have found a way just to to be able to get the job done. Uh, the last couple of times when Hearts have had a chance to flex their muscles against Rangers, I think that they have massively underperformed. Um, I think they will again. I think Rangers will be too strong. You said it's a little bit like Michael Beale there. Yeah. You, you did that. You <laughs> did threw I? it in. It was pretty good. Did yeah, I, yeah it was great. Bad. Listen, that's the tours of Come and Gone. John, thank well, you so much. Pleasure, Paul. We'll hear you next week on the programme. Craig, as well. Thank you to young Owen who helped today as well. We've got especially somebody in assisting here, young star of the future. Welcome to Glasgow. 
greatest city in the world. Thank you, Owen, for helping us tonight, along with Chris. Back tomorrow night with Barry Ferguson, Stephen McGinn, and maybe some of your calls. The news is next, and then Jokal Day. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk. Your local, friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.